I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. Just click on the link in the description below or go to my website, AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be talking about to be or not to be. Now, many of you probably know what we're referring to, and we're referring to um, suicide. And one of well, I don't know if a lot of people knew that. No, I'm going to explain. We're referring to suicide, and it's one of it's Shakespeare's favorite, famous um, to be or not to be. That is the question, and that is really what it's about: um, to live or not to live when things are difficult. Um, and we all are aware that we had two deaths of famous people in the past week or so. Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain, and I understand there was a third young man um, mm -hmm. a week or so later. Um, yeah, and it's interesting because I had somebody say to me recently, I don't understand. These people were famous, they were rich, they were successful. Why would they do that? Why would they do that? And I said, well, you have to understand mental health, and they said, help me understand it. Yeah, and that's very understandable, and that's one of the reasons why we're doing this little presentation. But if you want to know how difficult it is to talk about this subject, I found everything on earth in my house to do besides put this presentation together. The only thing I had left was ironing and I drew the line at that. Okay? It's funny too because I said to you, I actually texted you yes. sometime I think last week before the suicides right. and I said we should do a presentation on, on suicide. suicide. And then, what was it, like the next day the he next wound day. up, I think yes. he, one of them yes. wound up killing themselves. Yes. Um, so we but, were both you know, like, wow. Oftentimes we hear about people being suicidal around breakups, and we're going to go back to that specifically uh, eventually. But I just wanted to make a few general remarks before. And that's the question. With each of these people, they seem to have everything a person could want. Yes. They were wealthy. Uh, they were never going to have to worry about working again if they didn't want to. Mm -hmm. um, they seem to be sur surrounded by loving families. And how possibly do we make sense of it in our brain that they killed themselves? And they both did it in a rather violent way. Hanging is not a fun thing to do. Um, it's painful. It's violent. And most tragically, each of them had a child. And you hear people saying, well, how could they do this to a child? How could they leave a child behind like that? And we all have the same thought. And yet, in some way, I do understand how it can happen because I've been around it for many, many years. And you can't be in many, mental health for many, many years and not be around it. Um, and but what I can tell you from experience is that at the moment when people make a suicide attempt, they feel terribly disconnected from every other human being in the world. Wow. Whatever their personal connections are, or for whatever reason not working that month, that, that day, that year. And for some reason, on this particular day, at this particular moment, they are in a state of disconnected despair. Okay, And their view of the world has narrowed to the point where they can only experience that at this minute and it is too painful to bear. Okay? They must be just in this state of ultimate hopelessness. Absolutely. Ult and ultimate disconnection. Ultimate feeling alone, little, 
helpless, unlovable often. Um, it's a terrible, terrible state to be in. Um, and the only thing we can do, uh, we can try and talk people out of it, which we do regularly, um, and sometimes we have to lock people up to keep them from hurting themselves because most of the time, um, if I want to hurt myself today, I'll feel very different about it tomorrow, which is why we try to intervene. Ultimately, if somebody wants to commit suicide, they'll find a way. But it may be that we can stop them enough times to give them enough chance to work on the issues until they feel better. Um, but it's always difficult. And everybody's immediate response, of course, is why? Because it seems unthinkable. Yeah. And how can people... Especially if you have somebody that's rich and famous and of successful. Course, you're like, how? Right. How possibly? You know, here I am, I can't pay the electric bill half the time, and I'm not killing myself. What's, what's wrong with him or her? Whatever happened to him or her is probably very early in life. And we've talked at great length about the sense of having a secure base. Um, in other words, do I have people that I feel are there for me? If I'm upset or sick or helpless or just in a state, is there somebody there for me that I can go to? And oftentimes when people are going through a breakup, right. if you haven't had many people in your life other than that one person, you're going to feel... It feels like the end of the world, literally. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and why would I go on living feeling like this? Yeah. And I've had people say it after the fact. I can think of one particular woman who made a very nasty suicide attempt by ingesting all kinds of things that said poison on the label, including furniture polish, which she, she kind of had as the last one because she thought that just might be the one that did the difference. And she then made the suicide attempt in a quite public place. In fact, I want to say it was on the steps of a church, in some way, I think, hoping to be rescued. Don't look for logic in suicide, or don't look at the normal kind of logic we use. We can feel two ways at the same time. I can very much want to live for some things and be in so much pain I want to die. So I'll make a suicide attempt, and if somebody finds me, then somebody cared about me, or at least the universe cares about me, or at least I'll see that there are some helping people around. So sometimes it's almost a gamble. I'll call the police before the poison takes over, or I'll put myself in a public place where at least the universe has a chance to rescue me. Yeah. Um, now that's that's heavy stuff to hear. Um, but, but you it's know, quite true. It is, and we knew we needed to talk about yeah. it because. You know, I talked to a ER nurse this past week. Yes, that's most interesting. And he was telling me he often has people come in there that are suicidal and try and commit suicide because of a breakup. In fact, he told me about one person that um, managed to, they couldn't revive him. Oh. And he wound up, you know, killing himself. Oh, Lord. And, and, and he knew it was over a breakup. Yeah. So I, I thought, you know what, we really do have to talk about this. We really do this. need to talk because about this. Because the way you're feeling right now, it may be that dark, that depressed, that you feel like, you know, you just want to give up or hurt yourself. But, you know, those feelings won't last forever. No, they, in fact, probably won't last much beyond tomorrow. Um, and there are people sometimes who, who are rescued several times. 
uh, before they regain their footing. There are people who have multiple short-term hospitalizations, and that's okay if that keeps you from doing yourself in until you make enough peace with your situation to feel better. Mm -hmm. Okay? And I'm going to give you the the phone number, which I'll give you a couple of times before I'm done. I'll put it on the bottom of the screen so okay. you can just give it the ones. All right. 1-800-273-8255. Now that's in the United States. Right. And we have people all around the world. Yes, so we do. Hopefully all you people around the world can, if you're feeling like that, that you can call a friend or call the authorities. But or reach somebody. out to some other human being. Mm -hmm. um, and some people feel like no one cares about them when that's not the case. In fact, there are very few people who don't have someone who cares about them. That's true. Okay. And if it's only the staff at that hospital that night, take it. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's, like I say, it's never an easy topic. One of the reasons it's such a difficult topic is because we don't ever talk about it. And there are, there are people around who are never going to make a suicide attempt because they have had a secure life early and later on in life. But it's people who've had difficult and inconsistent caring relationships who have the worst struggle with this and the worst struggle to believe that it will ever get better. Mm -hmm. um, but the only thing they can think of at that moment is how to get out of this pain. I, I just want to stop feeling this way. Yeah, I just want to stop feeling this way. Um, and some people wake up and are angry that they woke up. Some people wake up and say, oh my God, did I do that to myself? Um, but most people are pretty glad to wake up alive. All right. I think it's probably fairly common for most people at some point in during a breakup, yeah. even during a breakup, to yeah. feel like I, I can't Can I? Well, at least you ask the question, can I go on without this person? Yeah. And you can. Right. Remember and that's that, why we're always trying to help you guys focus on bettering yourself and mental health and improving your life in a lot of different areas, right? Right. You can turn it around. Oh, it's, yes, you can. But I was going to just... This was a famous case a while ago because I'm old. It was called the Scarsborough Diet Doctor. And one of his clients who had not only been on his diet but had dated him, killed him. And then was suicidal herself, saying, I don't know if I can live without him. So you can see all the mixed feelings in a situation like that. It's not just she felt angry at him and killed him. She felt angry at him. She loved him. She didn't think she could have him. She felt disconnected for him, from him, and that's exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, there are some very strange myths about suicide out there. One of them being we can't ever talk about it. Why can't we ever talk about it? Because you could put it in somebody's head and then they'd want to do it. No, totally a myth. There is nothing on earth so awful that we cannot talk about it. And that's the message we want to put out there. Don't suffer alone. Nothing's too shameful or too awful ever to talk about. And more people who are ever going to share it with you have had suicidal thoughts and so forth and so on. All right? Yeah. Um, so never talking about it is, I think, my least favorite suicide myth. The next one is, being depressed and suicidal is a weakness, as if it was a moral issue. Mm -hmm. It is not a strength or weakness issue. It is, it is not a moral issue. Um, 
and you know how many vets are committing suicide is an astounding number uh, how many veterans are committing suicide on an absolutely daily basis and the military is actually although they deny it still treating uh, depression as if it were a weakness and it's not helping us one bit yeah. okay um, I've had people tell me as if they had their hands on the gospel being depressed and suicidal is a weakness and people who talk about suicide never kill themselves nothing could be further than the truth but I have had people say that as if doesn't everyone know and believe this she's talking about it that means she won't do it no it doesn't it means she's letting us know she might she's warning us and herself um, Discussing suicide may cause some people to consider it absolutely not true. Anything that's out in the open and not secret and being hit by the light is okay to talk about. It's only when things are kept as secrets that they cause trouble from the dark. Yeah. Okay? Um, telling somebody to cheer up usually helps. I can tell you about the time I sent a young worker on a home visit to talk to a lady who had been saying she thought she might be suicidal and she told her to cheer up that things would be better tomorrow you want to guess what the woman said it ended with get the F out of my house okay so trying to cheer somebody up who feels like they're on the verge of death anyway and in the pits 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 of depression are not going to take it well if you tell them to cheer up okay no. um, People who talk about suicide are only trying to get attention. They're not really going to do it. And that's one we still have to fight to this day. There are people who insist that nobody's really suicidal. Most people are somehow manipulating to get attention. Okay? The reality is that people often give cries for help before making an attempt. That's right. Okay? So, does anyone care enough to notice? Remember, that question is always there. I have dropped about 18, you know, hints that I'm thinking about suicide. Is anybody going to pick up on them? Does anyone care enough? If they do, maybe it would be worth living. So if somebody drops you hints, don't not respond to them. Okay? You need to respond to them. <clears throat> and there are all kinds of things you can say. Some people say that when they're frustrated, don't really mean it. Um, but most people who say it somewhere have a major interest in it um, and it's much safer to pick up on it yeah. approximately 70 percent of people who threaten to make an attempt do make an attempt that's really high that's really high i was startled when i saw it uh, and i've read suicide statistics for years but what it's telling you is most people give out a warning Okay, um, maybe we're really more like, I always thought rattlesnakes were very sporting because they always give, gave us a warning, but I guess suicidal people kind of unconsciously give us a warning sometimes before we even realize what's going on. Yeah. But if you hear anything like that, please respond in a caring manner. Anybody can be suicidal, no one is immune. Just like you uh, saw, you see celebrities. Absolutely. That you would yeah. think have everything. Yeah. And people will be very quick to say, um, my child, my partner, my family member would never commit suicide. I had not long ago um, a little boy who had managed to get himself Baker Acted, that's a Florida term, that means committed to the hospital. 
he would be in school and he would tell somebody in school that he wanted to kill himself so they would do what they had to do and they would send him to the hospital and he had done it three or four times and she said to me I know that my son would never commit suicide no you don't um, something could have happened to him that you don't know he could be having feelings inside that you have no idea of okay I know that person wouldn't make a suicide attempt no you don't um, what therapists do? What do therapists do? What do we do when we get a suicidal person who comes in to talk to us? Um, agencies and therapists always ask when someone comes in for an intake for their first visit. If somebody comes into Coach Craig's mental health clinic um, and I see the person, um, I'm going to ask them if they've ever had any thoughts about hurting themselves or anyone else. Mm -hmm. And most people will say no. Sometimes people will say, well, I had some thoughts at one point. Um, but I didn't do anything about it. Yeah. And we can't forget about murder either because murder unfortunately does happen. I had a very nice lady one day come in to see me and I had seen her several times before and she said when I get finished here I'm gonna go home and kill my son-in-law. And I said no you're not. Tell me more about this now. Um, and she gave me this whole detailed plan and I promptly sent her to the hospital and people get angry at you when you send them to the hospital, but not like you think they would. Um, and I think I said to her, you can be angry for as long as you want. You don't ever have to come and see me again, but there's no way I'm going to let you cause a family tragedy here. It's, I'm just not going to do it. Mm -hmm. And she came back to see me just fine, saying, you were right, and I was over it in a couple of days. All right. And she had a very detailed plan, so you know. Yeah, she had a very detailed plan, yeah. So the first thing we, we think about is, does this, is this person having suicidal thoughts, okay? Now, there are passive suicidal thoughts. For example, I've had many people say to me, I hope I don't wake up tomorrow morning. Well, are you going to do anything about that, about whether or not you wake up tomorrow morning? Oh, no, I'd never do anything. I just thought about it. Okay, that's called passive suicidal ideation. So we're not going to worry too much about that. And what we're always going to say is, if it gets worse than that for you, you need to tell us that we're here to keep you safe. Not we're here to do something adversarial. We're here to keep you safe. That's right. If you need help keeping yourself safe. Um, and next comes a plan. Um, and <clears throat> I'll just tell you one time, saying to somebody, you said you wanted to die. Do you have a plan of how you do it? Oh, yes. I'd save up enough medication until I thought I had enough to do the job. Okay, how much do you have now? Almost a bottle. How much do you think it would take to do the job? A bottle. So you can be sure I'm going to have a discussion right away with this lady around um, her being safe or possibly being need, needing to be kept safe for a couple of days. Um, do you have any time frame for wanting to die? Well, I think I'll kill myself by Christmas because I never have any Christmas shopping money and my family fights all the time over the holidays. Well, now, since this is the Friday after Thanksgiving and I'm the only one in the agency here with you, I think we better do something right now, okay? And, and I've, I simply explain to people in as even a way as I can, because of course by that time, you're anxious, right? This makes everyone anxious, that I am certainly not going to let you do anything detrimental to yourself or, or hurt a family member that you have no real intention of hurting and I'm going to act to keep you safe. Again, if you're going to be angry at me, what I used to tell people would be, 
I want you to be alive and angry at me more than I want you to be dead and at peace. That's okay? right. I want you to come back in here and tell me I'm a dumb idiot and I never should have done this to you and I'll be a happy woman. Okay? okay. Um, so, um, and you know, you have to make a determination whether you're going to let this person go or not. And lots of times people will, um, will contact the hospital. Um, and go there and the other thing that's possible is you don't have to wait till you happen to go into somewhere and say something that somebody picks up on. If somebody's having suicidal thoughts, you can call your local mental health clinic or your local hospital. Certainly around where we are here in Florida there are plenty of um, resources, but your local hospital will always have a provision for being able to screen people um, who are coming in feeling suicidal. Yep. Okay often after breakups, all right? Um, and there's no reason for, I don't, and I've heard, I don't want to go for therapy, I don't want to get any help because I don't want to take any of that awful medication. The awful medication that you're thinking of is usually the older medication that made people um, shuffle down halls and, and not do well at all. Mm. We have much better antidepressants now and there's no need to suffer with either anxiety or depression at the moment because you can be very quickly treated for it. Yeah. And if you get a combination of therapy and medication, chances are you'll feel better pretty quickly. All right. Now we're going to have more about this to say at another time, but that's it for this presentation. We hope it was informative. I hope so. And Obviously, it's a little bit different than the topics we get into, yeah. but this is really important because a lot of people that are going through a breakup right. are feeling suicidal. Absolutely. And if you are, you need to get yourself some help right. immediately because how you're feeling right now is certainly not how you're going to feel a week or a month from now. No. And situations do change and turn around. but. Suicide is permanent. Yes. It's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. That's exactly right, and that's what they always say. And the usual time is, if you're committed against your will, it's usually 72 hours. And usually within 48 hours, people are kind of regaining their footing um, and saying, I'm going to be okay. So we hope that you found this presentation to be helpful. I hope so. And for those of you that are suffering with suicidal thoughts, Please get yourself some help immediately. Right. Call your friends, call your family, get a public agency to help immediately, wherever you live in the world. And I don't think there's any place where you, if you call the police, you wouldn't get help. I talked with someone in a whole other part of the world not long ago who had been suicidal several times. And several times the police had come and been very supportive and very helpful to her. Okay. So, um, whoever's in charge, whoever they are, contact them. So if you want to get our help personally, you can go to my website, AskCraig.net, sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching, I do Skype coaching, and if you have to get with me right away, I do offer emergency Skype coaching. Margaret is also available. Yes, please feel free to sign up with me too. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon. Hi, I'm Coach Margaret, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist with 35 years experience. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me to get professional help on your situation. Go to AskCraig.net to sign up
for a personal coaching with me.